and welcome to a new mini-episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This shorter, more off-the-cuff format allows you to hear our quick takes on breaking news. No intro at this time, because we are mourning the loss of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG. She was a warrior for equality, women's rights, and a fair judicial system. You know, RBG, she was a great inspiration to me. She always stood up for what was right, regardless of what was happening around her. And she may have been small in stature, but she definitely loomed large in court, and she helped defend the principles that make up our country and our democracy. But I feel as if this day, her death, was going to come any day now. On the other hand, I feel like she was taken from us too soon, especially at this time when our democracy is under threat by a whole variety of factors. But at least we can comfortably say that she will go down in history as one of the greatest women in the United States. You got that right. One who dies on Rosh Hashanah, the high holidays, is regarded as a tzaddik, a righteous person. And she encapsulated that. She encapsulated everything a righteous, good, fair person is. And as much as we are, we are sad about it, we should commemorate her by considering what she was doing as a lawyer and as part of the highest core in the land, fighting for an equal playing field for, for everyone. And I'm just glad that the uh, statue Cuomo wants to put up in Brooklyn. I'm, I am sure that that will be a mecca for women's rights in this country. And I know that my family is eternally grateful to what she has done. As is mine. But I suppose the question now is, what will happen now? What do you think, Jacob? Listen, we should probably save this for this week because it's, it's honestly no use speculating what's going to happen because, honestly... The spinelessness of the Republican caucus, it knows no bounds. And Trump says he's going to announce his nominee on Friday. So we'll, we'll get back to you at when, when, the, when this week is over. But if we're talking the political ramifications, if we're talking post-2020, post-2020 election, assuming, let's say, Biden wins or whenever Democrats come back into power, you, you're probably hearing the phrase, back the courts. And right now, everyone in the liberal hemisphere is talking about it. And listen, it is tempting. It is thoroughly tempting after a shock like this to pick the first thing you can think of. But A, this, this will fundamentally change the court by explicitly political means, which means that the court will not become less partisan. It will not become less politically divisive. It will not become less wrought by by polarization because of this, it will, it, will, it will exasperate it given the apparently political nature of how this change has come to be. And B, th- this just that kicks the can down the road until we get the third time this is going to happen this century. And it will happen again. I agree, Jacob. I think, you know, after such a shock like this, it is easy to act on emotion rather than on rationale. And I'm actually fearful of expanding the court because... For one thing, the Supreme Court has had nine seats for a while, and I don't think it's compromised the safety or functionality of our government. But there is a danger of putting politics in the judicial system because people then forget about the role that the Supreme Court plays in our nation, right? Judges are conservative or liberal based on the way they interpret the Constitution, not based on their politics. That's the way it should be. And think, you know, think to when Trump nominated Gorsuch and Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump was hoping that Kavanaugh and Gorsuch would help to advance Trump's political agenda, but I'm glad that, you know, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch are remembering that their loyalty lies to the Constitution, not with the president who nominated them. 
So all in all, I just think putting politics into the Supreme Court is dangerous. I mean, there are other ideas that seem to be hoping to tamp down political flares, but I mean, there's an idea from like Norm Ornstein, Ezra Klein, that there should be single 18-year terms that are staggered as so the president should only get two appointments in one, in one term. But the, the argument against that is that even though it may tamp down the inherent polarization that comes from, comes from abrupt retirement, this could open up possibilities of corruption and judges thinking about post-retirement in important cases. And the, and the fact is that judges could be appointed to serve as culture warriors for the culture war throughout current political zeitgeist and not be actual judges. So in short, this could just put a, be a band-aid on a gangrenous wound, for all we know. I suppose that's a real possibility. I think for that, I think for that reason, we should be keeping the Supreme Court small. But something, something needs to change. The point is, how do you communicate it? And how do you, and how do you ensure that this, we're not going to wind up in the same situation as we are now? Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media and join the ongoing conversation on our Discord server.